the intro. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome to Balcony Banter. It's another Wednesday, and it's the first Wednesday of the month. It's October, and welcome, everyone, to this wonderful Balcony Banter time. We had so many already of you in the chat. Thank you for making it over again to my channel. Thank you very much. And uh, yes, and you were very patient as well, because we had some crackly rose moments here before. <laughs> All right, so we just wanted to make sure that we all sound perfectly. All right, so let's see who do we have in the chat because we uh, we can obviously not see you, but uh, you can see us and we got uh, plenty of guests tonight. And uh, now I'm just going to say hello to every one of you in the chat. So we have the first one was Pauline, aka Johnny Watson then. It's Craig, we got Ray Duffy, we got Sarah Childs, we got Marie Alti, Ian Miller. He's not only in the chat, but also on screen. And we got Anne-Marie, Anne-Marie Elton, and we have Tina Rigby, Derek Wald Walker, and another time we got Ian Miller, David Longdon, and Julie Wade, and... And, and so on, and living with MS and Tenerife is here as well, in the chat and live in color. Very in good. Color. <laughs> <laughs> and we got also uh, Maria Iris and Ali Bennett. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making it over. So now you are obviously wondering who is that there in the <laughs> right-hand corner, in the up-hand right-hand corner. Yes, point, point, point. And that one. That one there. It's Kim DeCosta. Kim DeCosta, welcome on Balcony Venter. Welcome. welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this must so have been one of the best welcomes ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for all of you who, is, uh, who are wondering who is Kim DeCosta, she put down already Slow and Co. Um, Slow and Co. She is the founder of that company. And it's uh, it's a um, it's a connector. It's she is uh, she is a, a connector uh, of uh, sustainable brands and uh, companies, you can say. And I also call her. I gave her the, the designated name uh, Networking Queen because uh, that's all what she's doing the whole day long. And we're going to be talking about that as well. So welcome, Kim, again. And maybe you can uh, you can also say, tell us later on uh, all about Slow and Co. Because uh, out of Slow and Co. we had this uh, wonderful little discussion yesterday. We were talking beforehand, and um, and we have our topic that came about, um, yeah, with Slow and Co. So the topic tonight is going to be how slow is slow life really, and yeah, what is what is slow life. What is it? Well, I mean, what what would you say, uh, Tim and Chris, uh, is slow life? I mean, you. Um, a normal day, I think. A normal is slow day life for us. A normal day for us, not like today. Not but, like today. Uh, getting up, getting up, going for a walk, coming back, getting Chris up after she's been meditating. Yeah. 
then uh, slow, slowly get ready, slowly have brunch, relax, read, yeah. watch it, call a few friends and family, make a wonderful dinner on the with a sunset and a bottle of wine. That's perfect. And start That's go to bed and do the same again tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. All right. The, the bottle of wine is cancelled. The bottle of wine is cancelled. I'm on the fruit. Only the weekends is the wine. So it's going to be even slower because I'll be going to bed a lot earlier if I don't have wine. Yeah. I just say, why Why should I Why should I stay up if I can't have a drink? <laughs> and you, Ian, how is your slow life looking? My slow life is nice and slow. I don't I run about like a headless chicken now. <laughs> oh, the, headless chicken. Uh, these these days are gone now. Uh, plenty of time to sit back and relax and enjoy life. Nice okay. And, nice and slow. So, yeah. yeah. I hear, I hear, relax, taking it easy, taking it slow. That's um, um, yeah. What what we mostly think uh, when it when we hear the the term slow, right? So Kim, what is your take on on a slow life? And we're gonna go uh, also not only into slow uh, slow life or slow living, but uh, I mean con considering uh, living is not only um, your personal life, but it's also your your work life. Uh, we will also go into business, talking about business and slow business, what that is as well, because that's part of uh, what you uh, do. So what's yes. your take on that? <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of like, where do I start? But let's start with slow life. I think both Tim and Chris and, and Ian are like on the right path because everything starts actually with like taking it slow and, and enjoy not run around like a headless chicken, do the stuff you like to do and do not feel all overwhelmed and so on. But obviously I wouldn't be here if it for me didn't mean a lot more than just relax and enjoying life. That is part of it. But I think it's taking into account as well, at the same time, your own person, but everybody else into society, into on, on the planet, basically, like our, our whole planet. So what's the impact I have? And if I live a slow life, then I'll have a better, more positive impact on society. So the term itself actually comes from uh, slow fashion, slow food. I'm not sure. I think slow food was first, Okay. which is like, the way they do things, different. I think it, it was calling slow food to be the antithesis to fast food. Fast yes, food exactly. being low quality, uh, low low price, and uh, very quickly delivered. I think slow foods, it was synonymous with high quality, freshly made, yes. and totally expensive, and you can't afford it. Well, the last one might not be all <laughs> that. Um, who knows, maybe when it started out, uh, because I think it was invented, let's say the term was coined in, in Italy. 
Um, but it meant like going back to the roots as a person as well. Like, okay, you yourself go back to your own roots if you try to relax and enjoy, because it's kind of like, what is important to me? And with slow food or with slow fashion, it's a bit the same. How is this made? Who made this? Is it with local produce? Are we supporting local economy instead of, and it's exactly what you say, slow fashion versus fast fashion. It's the same yeah. thing. So it's, kind of like yes. that anti against yes. fast life and fast business i would definitely agree uh, with that and it's um it's good to take time for for any uh, anything what uh, we value basically uh, it it takes time to uh, to to grow and to to grow that impact that we are trying to to uh, to make so uh, in in terms of in terms of food, yes, going back to, to the roots and maybe taking time out of those 24 hours a day to, uh, to actually mm, prepare um, food uh, yourself or, um, or, or look into what, uh, what you're eating um, and um, maybe compensate compensate if, uh, if uh, yes, if I have uh, maybe um, eaten something that is out of the norm that is uh, that I know is not uh, that healthy then I uh, can compensate it with uh, maybe sports or uh, doing some kind of physical activity um, to uh, to balance things out so yeah very good so go ahead you mentioned a really interesting word which is the balance one like balance things out because um, yeah. I think part of slow life as well is not trying to be 100% perfect either in this like slow life and so on. It's kind of like it's fine to once in a while let it go. Maybe eat something unhealthy or maybe it's fine. <laughs> yes, yes, that creates that creates that that kind of balance because uh, I can imagine um, for somebody who, uh, who who has not maybe. Um, uh, set up this slow life um, 100%, but is curious about it to how to start uh, living a more a slower life and a slower lifestyle. So uh, then it uh, it's helpful to to start with uh, little uh, little things, little uh, challenges, uh, step uh, step by step, and not overwhelm yourself with or beat yourself up with um, oh. Now I'm. Uh, I didn't do that, or I. Um, I. Um, I. I really suck. Uh, that that is not really helpful, and that is also against slow living. Because um, obviously, uh, when talking about sustainability, uh, you know the people pillar is also one of the most forgotten ones ones in sustainability but it's very uh, very important and a very important one in that whole scheme so yes let me see in the chat i would also like to know from all of you in the in the chat um yes what um what do you um practice um maybe um as a starter to uh, to slow your life down and that can be uh, in your personal life or that can be in your uh, professional life at work. Um, even if you are working uh, from home, 
how do you uh, how do you cope uh, with uh, work life balance uh, we would like to know from you in the chat and uh, yes get the conversation uh, going kim I would love to hear from you a little bit more about uh, slow and cowboy because there are so many different uh, facets and <laughs> what uh, what this whole project and not only project company is about. You have so many uh, things going on. Uh, last year, um, you and I um, uh, did a, a video and uh, an interview in August in 2021 um, where we were talking about Canarias Eco, which is the, the first um, Canarian or on the Canary sustainable marketplace. And now you got new things that came out uh, in 2022. Uh, so we want to know from you what's new. Thank you. <laughs> well, I think the main thing that's new, because um, with the marketplace, we were already doing that and then we did the networking events like sustainable networking events for businesses but to be fair we spoke about that yesterday as well i always keep on saying yes i work with businesses but in the end i work with the people behind the brand so what i connect is is people and because of those two i more and more got the request and found out that people are actually looking like okay we feel that you have created this little community where we think alike where we have the same worries the same philosophy and values so that's when the idea rise to launch the slow business club mm -hmm. yes slow business um and it's it's a community virtual for now mainly where that's exactly what we do We come together, we have a channel where we can talk, uh, we try and co-create. It's not a much, there's, I think, a lot of networking going on, as in, what can I sell you? Which is very much built into our society as well. Sell, sell, buy, buy. Yeah. And for me, the Slow Business Club was more, what can we learn from each other? How can we grow together? How can we collaborate? How can we co-create? Um, how can we take things slower but more like with certainty how how do we take a step back and see okay this is where we want to go with our business um and i think funnily enough that is having an impact on a lot of those business owners like personal lives as well at times so <laughs> that would be the novelty <laughs> the club yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, there is um, there's this uh, negative connotation with the word slow. Oftentimes, that it's um, yeah not productive enough, and uh, whereas uh, quick is a quick solution, quick uh, fix, uh, and everything is fine and wonderful. Um, but um, that's oftentimes um, maybe not uh, not the case because we we rush. Uh, through through life and don't really uh, maybe get get the point or miss miss some miss out uh, of uh, on opportunities as well and especially when talking about uh, uh, people or, or the planet or um, yes or profit even 
So, uh, so that's exactly what uh, what helps when uh, when talking about slow slowing uh, slowing down. Um, we we might um, encounter wonderful conversations with uh, with people who we would have like rushed through and rushed past if um, if we didn't take that time to to uh, to do so. So yes, that uh, um, slow business club is uh, I'm part of it uh, since uh, it's it launched. <laughs> so uh, it's it's wonderful and it's growing because um, obviously you have uh, had uh, already a second round of uh, of people who joined. There were how many people were there from the start? Thirty, I think. Uh, yes, and now another five brands have joined already, and there's still a couple more to come. So um, it is indeed growing, which is which is really nice. Uh, I have a question. Yeah. Yes, go on. Um, I've been, I've been a part of things like this in the past, mm -hmm. and do you set up metrics to measure your successes, or do you have goals that you got to reach, or is it just to say, let's get together and see what happens? Is, is, does anything actually come out of it concrete that we can say that happens because of this think tank? Or do you have goals to be able to change something that you, you haven't done anything yet in the real world, but you're working towards making an impact in a certain area? How, how far along are you on that? Funnily enough, even before the launch of the club, already things were being realized and happening in the real world um, the challenge i think i myself have is how do you measure because the impact i have is like money is easy to measure as in if ah those businesses did a bit business together and they sold this much and that was that but since the the club is a lot more as well about co-creating and, and having a several impact, we're still looking for ways how to measure that exactly. But I can tell that I think in that very little time, more than 25 collaborations have been created already within brands that have found each other within the community or within my community, because it's not always, not everyone is a member of, of the club. Um, I can give you an example of what I mean. Sure. Let's assume that we want to make the eating of chicken sustainable. <laughs> and we also want to think about the chicken. Yeah? Yeah. You may, I mean, uh, apologize for any vegans or vegetarians out there. But let's, I'm let's, vegan. Let's, I'm just vegan. As, let's just take a chicken as an example. I Putting away example. the moral aspects of it, yeah? We yeah. are breeding like lots of chickens now to make it yes. affordable for everybody. So not everybody used to be able to afford a chicken. So therefore we can go and get a chicken for 350 at Mercadona and cook it. And if you want a sustainable farming of, let's just use chickens again, then that chicken is gonna be less accessible to people and more expensive, but it's gonna be sustainable. So the, therefore the most of the effort is gonna be going to educating people not to eat the chicken, right? And success in coming together, businesses coming together, typically um, uh, comes 
results in having more money, right? Yeah. Or um, better quality. And that's not what the world needs. No. The world needs to realize that the there's going to be resource shortages mm -hmm. and capitalism relies on shortages. So that so there's going to be no problem with having shortages because that means it's going to put the, push the price up of the resource. So who owns the resource is going to be the thing. So we need to not educate the people to not to eat less chicken, if you like, but also the capitalists that they can no longer sustain the model they're using. Yes. And in a nice way. I don't mean to say, you know, stop being greedy because that, that never works. You've got to say this is a better way of making money. Well, and that's the type of thing that I wouldn't mind getting involved in. That's exactly what we, everything you just said was kind of like, yeah, that's exactly what we do. So I know there's a lot so of I, networking I communities <laughs> that um, are very focused on, on selling consumerism. Let's make consumers buy more, let's make people buy more, and let's make more money. As in, what is my business goal? Oh, I want to grow so much in turnaround or in right. profit. That is not the main goal of the club. The main goal of the club is how do we co-create, how do we collaborate not to make more money? We have to be sustainable in an economic way as well. I mean, the idea is not like, let's all go bankrupt, but how can we collaborate and co-create to make sure that we're okay? We don't need to be billionaires, we're okay, but that the planet and the resources and everything is also be, gonna be okay. So there's a lot of environment, uh, environmental awareness work, I meant to say, a lot of yeah. sessions we do, webinars, networkings, to create awareness on different topics, whether it's food, fashion, construction, everything, energy, and so on and so on. And at the same time, like I said, for now, we measure not exactly as in how much money did you make out of that deal? No, what was the impact? So I can give a literal example, um, which he himself, um, who's part of the club, wrote a blog post about. There's um, a person in, in Las Palmas, the Gran Canaria, and he had this eco shop and um, a vacational home with seven bedrooms. And he used to rent them out to groups, but he was always like, I want to do more for my neighborhood, for, for everything. We met on LinkedIn, like Juliana said, I'm the networking queen. I reach out to everybody everywhere. If I see we have common interests, it's, it's very easy for me to create those connections. So then he joined a networking event saying like, I don't really know what this sustainable networking is about, but I'm going to go and try it because it sounds interesting. Then he decided to sign up for the club. And now at the end of this month, he changed his house, his, his vacational home into, which was already quite like, a slow business, but now he's changed it into the first zero waste co-living of the world. And he's met all of the collaborators and suppliers and people that can help him out through a lot of them through my network and through the business club. And that is the kind of impact and that is the kind of goal my business wants to have. So yes, I want to do say, okay, we want to grow into 100, 500 members at one point, because I know that way the impact's gonna grow, mm -hmm. the change is gonna grow, and that's what we're all about, and not as in, let's just make sure we get business out of this. Okay.
Yes. And I hear. How, how do you? Sorry, just a follow-up question. No. Yes, yes. And once you've once you've got this thing going and it's growing and it becomes a movement, then there's always going to be somebody who's going to come in and I'm not going to say undercut you, but offer similar things for cheaper prices and faster. And how do we educate people that that's not the way to go? Is is there is there some sort of marketing? I don't want to use the word marketing, but information that people can go to and, and pick up. Are you, are you producing any of that type of thing? Um, well, through events, basically, because it's not that, I mean, we do, I do give trainings and workshops and, and that sort of things, but we're still, I'm sitting on that much content that I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my head around as in, I need to get all of that out there somehow. Yeah. So um, that is, is one thing, because that's the idea to put those, like I've done so many online events by now because it's been three years of online events. The idea is to put out that content and put it on, on YouTube for people to watch and, and, mm -hmm. and so on. Um, but it is indeed, and, and it is marketing in the end. And to be fair, if somebody would come around and say, I'm going to do exactly the same thing, but I'm going to offer it at a cheaper price. I'm, there's a part of me, because there's one really important thing I want to change as well in the world. I'd be like, hey, good luck. All the best. And I'd probably reach out to that person and say, how can we collaborate? Yeah. Because yeah. I really, really feel the future is in collaboration. And I'm not the person that sees competition. I'm mm -hmm. kind of like, so anybody that would try and become a competitor, I wouldn't consider them that way. I'd be reaching out to them saying, good what you're doing. <laughs> Absolutely. You may, you, you, may have, you may have hit on something there. You are making a very good point there. Um, um, we we uh, were saying uh, you were saying about intention, and the uh, the intention is, uh, is is a good one, and to educate people and uh, and to become more sustainable. So yes, uh, uh, collaborating, and even if it's uh, with maybe a competitor, is uh, is in the end uh, a, a greater impact. As well. I obviously didn't mean your competitors. I meant the the non-sustainable businesses will will end up becoming a competitor to the sustainable businesses. Is what I meant. Yes. Yes. And so you have to. Yeah. This. So you might want to get government um, on on board so they can legislate so that doesn't happen. Yeah. Well. But then you got, but then you got communism. <laughs> I don't. I feel. I mean, I'm not confident, obviously, you're not sure at all, as in, yeah, let's, let's, if we're going to be able to change absolutely everybody's mind. But before you said something very interesting as well, which I totally agree, and that is the strategy we follow. There is no point in pointing fingers at anyone at any point, whether it's their personal lives, whether it's professional, I don't care. For me, it's kind of the people I work with, whether private people, whether anything, the, the people I'm surrounded with are people that have that mindset as in, I'm just starting out in this entire thing. I have no clue whatsoever, but I really feel a true designer, a true desire to change. And I've had the question, why do you accept that brand when they're not sustainable at all? And my reply is, yet. 
because we're here to show them how it's done. We open our arms, we share our knowledge, we accompany them in that process because I've detected that they have a real desire to change. Then there's the ones that might not have it. They're obviously not gonna want to work with me either, which is fine. Even then, yeah, yeah. I won't be the one going, you are doing a very bad job. I'm vegan. I just said that. I never go about going, oh, my God, you have a dead animal on your plate. That's not going to convince anyone, like exactly. anyone, to change anything. Like yeah. People yeah. don't like to be pointed at like this is wrong. Don't yeah. let's yeah. not do that. Let's let's try and do it differently. And absolutely, Kim, and uh, lifetime slimness is making a good point here as well. And I would say it's totally in, uh, yeah, you attract, uh, let your vibe attract your tribe. And he says, tribal life is slow. They don't have a lot of things going on. Well, uh, I would say they are very efficient uh, as well. And tri uh, tribal life, I mean, um, yes, that's um, maybe uh, way back or, or still going on. Um, but we are, um, we are creating or uh, uh, so-called tribes as well and, uh, and attracting uh, like-minded uh, uh, people like, uh, like you yourself, uh, Kim, with uh, what you're doing. Uh, in your work um, and uh, yes absolutely uh, it's it's not uh, not serving uh, um, uh, shaming um, if no. some if somebody is just maybe starting out um, how maybe it's always a good uh, good way to uh, to look back on uh, on ourselves uh, how uh, how did we start uh, we didn't uh, have it all in place uh, I still don't um and uh, and that's fine and there uh, and and there will be also uh, enough people who um who are not uh, doing this and that a hundred percent and that's fine uh, too but if we can at least um acknowledge and become more aware of it and uh, and also um maybe just do little things in a certain way uh, in a certain better way uh, then it it will make a difference and um, and it will uh, in, encourage others and uh, empower others to do um, and go down a similar road. Yeah. It, it always reminds me of a quote, and I think we actually spoke about that in the last interview as well that we did last year. There's this zero waste chef. So she only cooks. She specialized in cooking zero waste. She doesn't create any waste, which I think is awesome. I mean, I'm not even there yet. I might be vegan and I might be very sustainable and slow and so on, but there's certain stuff that I just, I'm not there yet. She once said, many years ago, I think already, like we do not need a handful of people doing zero waste perfectly. We need billions doing it imperfectly. But that, to me, you can expand to anything that has to do with sustainability, whether it's the social pillar, the environmental one, the economical one. It's like whether you, you reduce on your food, whether you don't buy that many clothes from a fast fashion chain, whether you start, like you said, small steps, like small habits. Yeah. Small yes, things yeah. can change, like next time, okay, instead of a regular shampoo from the supermarket, let me try one of these solid things. How does this work for me? Like yes, small yeah. steps. 
And yeah, we need billions doing it imperfectly. We don't yeah. need yeah. thousands doing it perfectly. That's not going to change anything. No, exactly. And like last week, we were um, with that great topic. We had um, expectations. Um, yes, um, doing uh, little things uh, in an imperfect uh, way, but um, but still doing the right certain things uh, in an imperfect way, and that's uh, and that's good uh, as well. And perfection, uh, I think, uh, to strive uh, to strive uh, for for that. Um, is it can get uh, over overwhelming. So mm, just yeah. do your little uh, little uh, thing that um, you can do, and do your best at it. And uh, yeah, and that will help uh, a lot. Just wanted to read out a comment here. It's Craig says uh, a slow life means being with your leisure time. It's not about packing your calendar out of obligation. Uh, it's about learning how to politely say no and being ruthlessly protective of uh, your free time. Yeah, that's a good one too. Huh? Um, how to politely say uh, no to to uh, things. Yes, uh, the easy things. Uh, um, it's um, it's easy to say yes to those uh, things to easy things but uh, to difficult things uh, yes it's it's harder to uh, to say no but then um, how can you still politely say no to that <laughs> that's a, a good one thanks for that it's Craig Ian you have been very quiet yes I'm just sitting here taking it all in um, <laughs> I have a different perspective, my thinking on how slow is slow life. Life in slow motion, it's about doing everything at the right speed. And it's about pacing yourself, not rushing about like a headless chicken that I said at the start. I would say it's also about gaining time for doing the things that you it's most important to yourself. It would also be would be focusing on what you're doing in a mindful way. Mm -hmm. Taking your time to think things through. I mean what's the point of rushing about? You end up making mistakes. Then it starts to affect you mentally. Then you get stressed, and eventually you have to stop and take stock of what you've been doing. That, in my mind, is slow, slow living, slow time. Yes, that's what I that's what I read into the thing as being slow. I mean, what we all in life now run about, as I said, headless chickens. That's the easiest way to describe it. That's the way I describe it. But why do we do that? Has technology got something to uh, is technology to blame for that? I mean, things in technology move so fast now. The speed of light, conversations, everything with technology. So we're all going fast. We need to all need to slow down. Or else we'll all finish up being mentally sick one way. It doesn't have to be a large way. It could be a small way. It's affecting your life. It's affecting your body. That's 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 my take on it. I mean, 
People are expected now to be connected 24-7, aren't they? Tim, do you work 24-7? No. So you have, you have in your mind, you have a cut-off point. You say, enough's enough. Surely. Yes, obviously. I mean, I don't have the regular nine to five, let's say, because I'm I'm a sole parent. Um, so I have an eight-year-old son. And we spoke about that yesterday, Julianne and I, like the work-life balance and how being a connector, you get, at times it is overwhelming because I get like message that from all over yeah. and it's like you say technology nowadays it's yeah it's great it's so advanced we can reach a lot of people but at the same time at times it's kind of like <laughs> let's put the phone to a side let's not watch it for an entire day like and let's just disconnect because i don't i want to be out in nature i want to be with my son whatever it is but let's not because it is overwhelming i mean I think that's very important and, yeah, and slow yeah. down at the same time when you were speaking, I wanted to add, we speak a lot about work-life balance and leisure in versus work. In my case, it's a very thin line because I love so much what I do. It's something that is resides in me, let's say like that. It's a natural thing. I just connect all day long. I would even do it in my free time so-called free time because I love what I do but then there's other things for me that are kind of like let's disconnect from the phone I might even still be thinking about connecting or whatever but it's that slowing down when taking certain decisions am I going to connect when I buy something do I need to buy it it's not just for me slowing down it's not just let's have a work-life balance and say every day at six I disconnect I listen basically to my body and my mind and see what do I need now. Now I need rest. I need to disconnect. I might even like I work from home and I don't have this nine to five thing, but there's times that I feel I have no energy whatsoever that I'm not being so-called productive. I just go and have a 30 minute nap in the middle of the day because I'm kind of like, this is what I need right now. And that is, even when you go, you see, even in a supermarket, people rushing through a supermarket, I go in and kind of enjoy and think and kind of like a mindful way of going about life as in, okay, do I really need this? Do I want to buy this? Can I use it? And so on and so on. So it's it's a whole thing. But you yeah. realize that that is a privilege that is denied to many, right? Yes. Uh, I, I very I mean, much realize I always that. said to people that you have to do you have to find something you're good at in this day and age. Do it to the best of your ability, and somewhere in the world, somebody will pay you to do it. But the most majority of people, they're rushing around because they're also single parents, but they're running three jobs they hate to pay the mortgage or to pay I the I understand, sorry to interrupt, I understand that at the one hand, it's a privilege, but I also want to say that it takes a lot of courage to just go ahead because I, my personal um, story is I'm, I'm a widow. Um, I left my management job behind with a good wage and everything else because I felt 
I needed a change. So many people called me crazy as in what? You're a sole parent. You shouldn't be doing this. You have a mortgage. You have a child. And I just said, this is what I want. And I'm going to go ahead with it. And I then created a business model um, out of what feels so natural to me. It requires a lot of courage and it still does at every single day. So I do understand that there's loads of people that might not have that privilege. But at the same time, there's a lot of them that might have, but do not have the courage yeah. that it requires for that change. And I understand that. I'm, I'm the first one. I mean, fear is a very, a very big driver to not take certain steps. Yes, good point there. Um, it's it's mindset and also uh, what you said, courage, and uh, the courage to to sacrifice, uh, to sacrifice, um, um, to give up something that is of value to you, but to to make space for something that is even more valuable to you. Exactly. Right? Uh, and uh, and I understand because I um, it uh, has been um, very similar in, in my case leaving uh, a corporate job a very safe uh, um, place to be um, but yet um, if you feel uh, you're you're not really in the right uh, place anymore after a certain uh, period of time it's uh, it's good advice to 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 ask yourself um, questions and uh, and to and to really be mindful about uh, what what your inner dialogue is maybe what is yeah. your constant uh, inner dialogue um, telling uh, telling you about uh, how um, how um, yeah how balanced you actually are and uh, and then uh, and then see uh, yes maybe uh, what um, what is more uh, in line with you and um, and what would bring you that joy and yes what Tim you are saying um, find find something that you are good at and and find a way of uh, yeah making uh, making it happen. But, but there's that the problem. Takes, that there's takes the problem. A, that takes a lot of uh, courage and overcoming terror barriers and fear barriers that we all have inside that we all know full well. But then stepping over and crashing those uh, those fear barriers, that's something that um, the fear barrier is a real thing. And the yeah. and I'm not taking anything away from anybody who goes for their dream and does it. But how do we change the world is a different is a different kettle of fish and changing the world means you have to enable people reduce yes. the fear to enable them to follow their dreams. And you can't do that in the model that we have at the moment. The model we have at the moment is if you don't work, you don't eat. Anything that you get for free is scrounging and uh, you, you know, you're a lesser person for having to rely on benefits and stuff like that. And so what we need to do, we need to be able to say, I want to enable people to make the right choice in sustainable living. And that means a total change in society. Yes. But what, what is the tipping point? Unfortunately, I see the tipping point as bloody. I see it as a resource war. 
of bloody proportions and only then will people start to to work we had a tipping point a couple of years ago with covid on home working and i think that that has enabled a lot of what we're doing right now to come about so what is the tipping point for sustainability i mean uh, fridays for future is a great thing but then people took that and and ran we're, we're green now we're all green right and they're not green you know they're, they're playing at it they're using it as a marketing ploy and what we really need is to get real people involved and you can only do that by giving them a sense of um, pride in the change taking away the fear of the change and taking away some of the things that make you fear um yeah I don't have the answers, but maybe your think tank can think along those lines. Well, we we are actually. <laughs> um, for me, it's it's. I absolutely agree with what you say, and and I even go further. Like, yes, we did have a tipping point, like for home working. Lots of companies realized, oh. It's actually quite okay that my team works from home and I give them more flexibility and so on and so on. We did miss another huge opportunity to kind of slow down and say, hey, um, sustainability wise, we can do a lot more. Um, speaking about the Canary Islands, for instance, we just went back to the old model when it came to tourism. So, but in general, I try to focus on the hopeful bit. And I try to be confident and have that conviction as in we will be there before that comes that bloody war where half of the planet is, is going down <laughs> and people will start literally fighting for stuff. Um, because, because I do what I do every single day, I find out about more like-minded people, more like-minded communities, more amazing projects all over the world, not just here, like all over the world. And that gives me hope. So by now I've been surrounding myself, not just in the club, but besides that as well, with more and more people, even people that in other countries do very similar projects to mine. And I talk to them. And we help each other out. It's kind of like, oh, there's an idea. There's an idea. How can we, like I said, grow together, co-create? And that is what gives me hope. Yes, there is a vast majority still that is not there. And I have to be honest, there's times that I walk around and think, oh, my God. Like, I go to a supermarket. I go everywhere. I go to a, a, a shopping center, and what I see to me is is kind of like, oh, if we keep on doing this and that same model, like this is not good. But then you see so many other things happening. So many awareness being created. So many like here today, this same conversation. Um, Juliana knows that a lot of people know that. If I get invited, I'm always up for a chat because I'm kind of like, let's let's talk. Let's get the word out there. Let's let's create. A, even though it's the slightest little bit of awareness, or or I've had people tell me as well, like like I said, because I do not point fingers, and I try to answer questions in a not 
judging way, I think that's a really important one as well. Let's not judge anyone. Um, some people did come back and say, you just literally changed my mind on certain things. And now I find myself going to the supermarket thinking twice about what I buy. That has never happened. It's those tiny, it, it can be something completely different for other people. So there is lots to be done yet. And I'm totally and absolutely up for it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and you're making a very good point there, being and staying, uh, staying positive about it. Negativity is so much louder and screams so much louder and has so much more to say because that's our ego, our what I call uh, inner pig dog, uh, is is uh, present everywhere and has to comment on uh, on every uh, 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 single thing. But yes, uh, positivity is something uh, that needs to be uh, cultivated, yes. and uh, um, and it takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of sacrifice and the sheer fact. That you guys uh, here in the in the chat, we are still uh, on 38 people watching us right now. Um, yes, are here with us every single Wednesday, uh, and not only here on balcony banter, but uh, that's what I can say. Um, uh, that's just um, yeah, a proof enough that uh, yes, there is a community out there who is um, uh, looking maybe to a different and better way. And uh, Lifetime Slimness is making the comment, Kim, uh, what uh, you are saying is living mindfully. How many people do that? Yes, uh, more and and more. And uh, it's slowly growing, slowly. <laughs> it's not an easy one. I know not a lot of people live mindfully. I mean, I wouldn't be able ever to put numbers on it, but it is indeed... Um, mindful living in itself at times even is hard i mean i consider myself quite aware and and still for me sometimes i'm kind of like oh my god i just rushed through two days what what, what happened so it, it happens um i just try and be there for as many people i can to create that awareness and i very much am a big believer as well in It doesn't always have to be me because I came up with the idea. It's kind of like, it's the enablement and the empowerment mainly yeah. because I very much believe in the ripple effect. Absolutely. Like if you start with one person, they might speak to other people and then slowly but surely, it might be a slow path. And to be fair, I don't even know unto where the impact of my community sometimes reaches, but hey, <laughs> I'm happy with what I know. <laughs> Exactly. And Marie Elton says, good point, Ian. We all need time to unwind, uh, slow down and relax. But for some, it is not uh, not that easy. When commitments uh, are in the way, life, work, uh, family and other obligations. Yes, getting everything in, in place sometimes can get uh, very challenging. And um, I think, yeah, we, we are all doing um, our best and doing um, our best every day. And the best looks different every day. Uh, yeah. And also, it looks different for, for everybody. Because uh, when talking about mind, uh, mindfulness and being aware, uh, we don't have um, 
um, everyone the same kind of awareness, but we can uh, we can uh, yeah share uh, a hand and um, to the ones who, who want to be uh, become more aware, and we uh, are also looking to others uh, who can help us on the way as well so this is a, it's that uh, that constant lifelong uh, learning basically so uh, so that's uh, that's uh, a good thing to uh, to to constantly update update our our inner computer our inner software so to say yeah and there's I need some there's... new firmware <laughs> Oh my god. That's sort of software. Listen, do you know think? I mean, I'm I'm gonna go back to uh people expected to be connected 24-7. Is it no changed culture? I was looking been sitting thinking about a uh, uh a word for it. A word I've come up with is a hustle culture. We'll call it. People are working now a days to the point of burnout, which are making themselves unhappy and making themselves ill. I'm going to go back to uh, the mental health. It mental health is can be a simple, simple thing. We all live with it every day and you don't think about it. It can be a serious thing. It can develop into a serious thing. So I think we have to slow down, we have to change what I've come up with is a hustle culture. That's my opinion. Mm -hmm. Well, I couldn't How we do it, I don't know. It's a very good point you're making there, Ian. And uh, I, I've come across um, a term the other day. I was reading something, and uh, and it uh, it mentioned hurry uh, slowly. So I mean that's um, that that uh, quite fits in our society quite well um, because obviously we want to get things done and uh, we want to be as efficient as it can be and uh, and we expect our technology to be uh, uh, on the latest uh, version and to to work uh, as efficient as it can um and and also that puts uh, a lot of uh, stress uh, uh, on us but um but internally we can always decide um um um, what um, what we let in, so the the outside, the surround, the surroundings, the external uh, will always be fast, 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 fast. But then there is this uh, this knowing that we can ooh stop and uh, and gather gather our thoughts. So um, so we need to to learn how to how to think properly. And what does uh, thinking uh, thinking includes includes uh, using our higher faculties such as imagination, um, such as perception, such as um, yeah, reasoning, um, then also intuition. 
and those uh, those higher faculties are all part of our mind and our um, mindfulness. So um, it um, it really um, is important to to be uh, more uh, present and to come back to uh, the present moment instead of rushing the uh, the in in uh, already having our thoughts our mind on the on the future and rushing uh, and totally missing out the the present moment there's an old such. english saying that you may have heard of and you mentioned the new one you heard yeah the old english saying means the same thing and it is more haste less speed, speed. yes that's it yeah and also you said ef efficiency and we need to get away from efficiency we need to go to effectiveness uh-huh if you're gonna give somebody a job give it to a lazy person because they will find an easy and effective way to do it yes <laughs> yeah it is true i totally it's agree true. And I, I, I think I do understand where, where Ian wants to go because it's, it's sometimes it, like relating different stuff. No, am I privileged? Yes. And so on. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, it's so easy for people to get sucked into this hustle culture uh, where you get pressured from all over the place because food needs to be on the table. You need to have money to pay for everything. So to then be able to kind of wait stop, slow down, think. That's a very hard one. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's very easy to get sucked in. So for me, I think, um, I think you even had an episode maybe on that. One of the first steps for me, because I wasn't born sustainable <laughs> at all. <laughs> no. Um, I'm Belgian. I, we were I, all born we very lived in, well, born probably, yes, but grew up, no. Um, so you get sucked into this type of life because that's what we're all used to. And one of the, the things I was, one of the first steps for me was kind of like acceptance of the situation I'm right in now. And then the smallest change I could possibly make. Now, I might not be the best example because my changes normally are never small. I mean, I moved countries twice. I kind of go big with changes. I, um, but I, and the other thing I wanted to add on is I've always felt that the best way to start opening people's minds or to kind of find like okay in this hustle culture in every pressure i on within the pressure i feel in my daily life listen to them and talk to them from an understanding as in okay this is where they're at now this is where this is the point in their lives business whatever they're in so what can we start with from there mm -hmm. and it's not easy for a lot of people because of so many different factors. But I, as I keep on repeating, I'm hopeful that from an understanding, the smallest changes can happen, and then that will have a ripple effect. And at one point, they'll become bigger changes. Absolutely. And it may not, it may not be in our lifetime. And that's, uh, that I think uh, if, if we uh, take that in consideration, 
um, that it might not be our intention uh, and the things, the good things we we put out and and do might not be um, having that impact in our lifetime. But uh, but I uh, I think it's also sustainability is not only um, not me- not only meeting the needs of uh, of uh, for ourselves, um, but it's also uh, thinking long term and about uh, future generations. So even though we might not um, might not feel that uh, uh, throughout our lifetime, it might be having an impact on following generations. So um, so in. There's always um, uh, room for um, yeah making a better creating a better purpose for what uh, w- what we uh, want to be doing, and uh, uh, and positivity and a positive mindset uh, um, is definitely very uh, helpful on that uh, on that journey. Um, not only focusing on the uh, on the outcome and not only focusing just on the destination and hustle and uh, and rush uh, to the destination but yes also stop and uh, and smell the flowers you know enjoy the journey yep yeah, that's that. it Why that? can I can I say something about what you just put on the screen there oh uh, yes Alan's asking what's the definition of hustling in right my my definition, my interpretation of that would be pressure from your superiors and pressure from your customers. Your customers all coming in together. You've got to sit and sort that out. To me, that's hustle. Mm-hmm. You're being you're being targeted from all directions. That's creating hustle in your mind. That's that's my that's my take on it. Pressure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see. Uh, Zelda is also mm, saying, they also say, if you want something done, uh, give it to a busy person. Oh, yeah, we were saying the lazy person. Yeah, that's that's right as well. And we have some great comments here, uh, um, too. And I'm just uh, trying to get um, back yeah. to them. I saw before one that said, like, we should have mindfulness in the school curriculum. I couldn't yes. get more in agreement. Absolutely. Like, yes, please. <laughs> oh, in fact, in fact, um, uh, with a lot of my um, uh, little alumnos, with a lot of my little uh, children I teach, uh, I start out the lesson uh, with five minutes of mindfulness training. So um, just sitting there and having them close their eyes and just uh, being in the moment. And, uh, and yes, it does not necessarily have to be um, like that. <laughs> but, uh, but at least just to, just to acknowledge that, uh, that moment that it doesn't need to be rush, rush, rush or hear, hear and uh, say and, and do. No, just uh, uh, in that moment nothing is happening and then you can really see uh how they're like oh, we had that in the minute, 60s after half a minute they're opening the eye and 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 then is she <laughs> is she still uh opening her eyes or not <laughs> we had that in the 60s school, the um, mindfulness uh, hour it was uh it was called religious education <laughs> okay no what happened was i was being mindful at school and then all of a sudden the teacher would throw the chalk at me 
and say, Dal, pay attention. <laughs> I'm so poor, I can't even pay attention. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's well, see. I do have to say, my son at least, he has a class called Emokrea here in school, which they work on different emotions and so on, which mm -hmm. I, I feel is a huge step forward already, because in my day, that definitely wasn't part of the curriculum, how to deal with your emotion and name their, your emotions and so on. Education so. has got to totally change. Got to totally change. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Ken Robinson's yeah. just brought out a book posthumously about the, the future of education. I, uh, I'll send you a link. Okay. His daughter finished it. Uh, he didn't finish it while he was alive. Sir Ken Robinson, uh, if you don't know him, go to, go to YouTube, just put in Sir Ken Robinson and uh, have a look about what he has to say about education. Okay, cool. I like it because he did two TED Talks. The first one was about education. And then the second one was eight years later, and he came on the stage and said, as I was saying. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Maria Albonos says, sadly, effectiveness getting results for school reports, it seems a priority. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Change the system. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and yes, uh, what we that that's school and school children um but at the same um time when we're talking about uh work-life balance it it happens uh to to adults as well i mean uh you can be uh very um mindful maybe practicing that in your in your personal life um and being more slow um or trying to implement that uh, and then uh, in work life it's uh, it's um, it's a whole different uh, story uh, how much can you take from uh, from your private personal life into that realm of uh, of uh, your your professional life and the other way around it might be that um, uh, at work it's um, it's very yeah, uh, slow, and we have a, uh, a very good um, sharing um, community, and everyone is working uh, together, collaborating. And then at home, you come back home, and there is chaos. There is uh, there's just uh, too much hustle going on, and you uh, you don't uh, find uh, anybody listening to you, or you don't uh, find uh, time to rest um anything um can happen so uh, so how how to create that balance uh, for for oneself that um that is yes something uh, that uh, needs to be more um uh, yeah worked on in the future i think and creates a lot of um, possibilities definitely let's see Oops. Hi, guys. I think work-life balance is totally changing. I mean, especially now with everybody working from, well, not everybody, but obviously there's some jobs that you can never do from home. But the homeworking has as well. It's it's So it's kind of like you're in your house. So obviously your personal life blends in with your work life and so on. And the work-life balance definition, I think, is going to change completely. Um, because it isn't that much of a separation anymore, as in I come home and I leave it behind or the other way around. So, um, 
Yeah. yeah. I think All that is all Automation is going to destroy a lot of jobs. And so we need to start thinking about what's, uh, what's going to happen after the automation revolution as well. And uh, even things like bankers and insurance agents and financiers, that's all going to go away with AI. So even the high earners, you know, in, in the golden mile uh, are going to be affected by, by this. So it's, uh, there's a lot coming. You probably, we probably won't see it in our lifetime, the total effects. But there are certain industries that have just disappeared and we don't even notice them anymore that they're not here, you know. Uh, there's still record players and play, play records, but that's a niche uh, business yes. now, not the mass business it was. So there's lots of things that are that we don't even notice that are going away and being replaced by other things. But, uh, hey, time's up. I yeah, yes, I would like to, I would like to hear from Chris because Chris hasn't said a thing and she is so present and so mindful. And uh, I think she is, uh, yeah, one that is the, the most mindful one uh, <laughs> in this very, uh, yeah, brutally honest. Brutally honest. Be brutally honest. Well, I just mean that was interesting, but I'm out of it. I can't do a job or anything. But you do use smile tablets and bamboo toothbrushes. Yeah, I do that, yeah. Yeah, that's it. A little change, but... We don't use any plastic in the, in the, in the um, oral care anymore. Awesome. That's amazing, isn't it? And if you want to be a part of Smile, you should go to timothydow.com and press the little button. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I'm going to hire his voice. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. There you, you go. Actually, buy shares in the company. If I want to sing, if I want to just slow business club jingle, I know who to talk to. Oh yeah. <laughs> Come on, if, Tim. If say you want it. a voiceover for something, just let me know. Just, yeah, no, I can tell. And I'm serious. It. I'm like dead serious. I'm smiling, but I'm dead serious. <laughs> Tim, say it. You too. You too can have an accent like mine for only $39.95 down and three easy payments of $9.95. Ring 1-800-NO-BRITS. <laughs> Give it a thumbs up! <laughs> Guys, we're coming up. The time. I think it's really important to concentrate on the moment. Yes. So yep. when my granddaughter was here, just concentrate. Yeah. But it's okay because she's not a real person yet. <laughs> so she doesn't know what's going to happen and she's always happy. Yeah. That's the children, the child spirit. Our granddaughter. Be and happy. Be happy and love. I love the correction. Our granddaughter. I'm going to go around and see if we have any last words uh, to finish off because we're already way over the hour. So Ian, <laughs> would you like to start? Hey, follow that, she says. Um, yes, 
very interesting. A lot of thought there. Um, what I will say, actually, Julianne, thanks very much for the invitation for joining you tonight. Thank yeah. you for totally enjoyed it. Us. And uh, Kim, you're the, oh, sorry, I got it. I was going to shake hands with you, but you're a bit far away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would like to finish up something I mentioned uh, earlier on, uh, mental health. I'll just take a wee minute to tell you about a message from the Mental Health Foundation. It's for an, an event. It's fast approaching. It's World Mental Health Day, and it's on the 10th of October. If you remember, we did a UK uh, day back in May, which was targeted on loneliness. This actually is a world mental health day. The theme of 2022, World Mental Health Day, is set by the World Federation for Mental Health. This year, the topic is Make Mental Health and Wellbeing for All a Global Priority. For 70-odd years, we've been working to make sure that mental health is treated on a par with physical health. Mental health problems exist in our lives, in our families, in our workplaces and our communities, impacting on everyone. We need to do as much as possible to prevent mental ill health. As individuals and as a society, we will continue to call on national and local government to prioritise reducing the factors known to pose a risk to people's mental health, enhancing those known to protect it, and creating the conditions needed for people to thrive. World Mental Health Day is also a chance to talk about mental health in general, how we need to look after it, and how important it is to talk about things and get help if you are struggling. If you would like to support us and need more information, if you go to www.mentalhealthfoundationwmhd22, look under the heading World Mental Health Day. And there is stacks of information there that you can uh, look at and get ideas from. Thank yes. you, folks, for listening. Or else, very good. Or else, come join us next Wednesday for Balcony Benta, I would say. That's also a good spot to be, to not be lonely, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Right. Tim and Chris, your last words. My last word is I found something else which I do think was great. I bought two t-shirts, the first two t-shirts in the wild, and I actually wear them. Lots <laughs> <laughs> of people just buy cheap t-shirts and 
Very true. Yeah. And I don't have much clothes and doesn't care. But you always look very good, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Tim. For me the final the final word would be to, to pick up on what Ian was saying. Mental health is very important. It's been it's been seen as a a bind where they put people away in the past. My mum worked in the mental health and her parents both worked in mental health back in the 30s, the 40s, the 50s and the 60s. And uh, it's come on a long way. And I feel now that it, it really needs to just be the causes of mental health need to be looked at and not just helping people with problems. So I think there are a lot of causes that would destroy and get rid of a lot of the mental health problems that we're having today and that needs to be looked at not the care of people who we've already damaged yeah dear. yeah absolutely thank you for that and kim i am so happy that you made it uh yeah that you <laughs> took time out uh, to be here with us and uh really really enjoyed uh having you on balcony banter what are your last words? Well, first of all, thank you for having me because I enjoyed this very, very much. It was a really nice, wonderful conversation. And um, at the same time, picking up on mental health as well, I think, it, I, I agree uh, with Tim a lot. And I want to add to that, that if we speak about sustainability and slow life and so on, I don't think I mentioned this before. If somebody is not okay, then that is the first step. Their mental health is priority number one, because I do fully, am fully aware of the fact that if you do not feel okay, even less you're gonna do for society and the planet. I mean, your first concern is you. So mental health is such an important one. And it is true, a lot of it is consequence of the lifestyle we currently have. Um, there are other issues as well, which are literally like neurodivergent types and so on and so on. So there's other stuff as well, but there's a lot of it being caused that we could prevent. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I would like to really, really thank each and everyone, uh, our dear viewers, uh, that whole network uh, that you made it over again. Uh, yeah. Uh, like every Wednesday, joining us here, Ian, that you came on uh, and put your uh, your input, uh, you. Tim and Chris, and of course uh, Kim. And uh, yes, mental health. Um, we're trying um, our best, um, and um, yeah, include you as uh, as our dear viewers as well uh, every Wednesday uh, to to help uh, along that way and. Uh, and there are always uh, ways to reach out and uh, to ask for help. But I totally agree with uh, what Kim said. Um, awareness uh, and being aware um, that you're not okay and acknowledging that, uh, that is the first step. And there are more steps uh, to be taken, definitely. And, uh, and it, it's, a, it's a journey. Uh, but um, yes, we're here to enjoy that journey together. So 
wishing you all a wonderful, wonderful week ahead. And I see you all next Wednesday. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye. Thank you.